0: You could stand at half-court and rep better than these guys. Morgan knocks Smart down and is called for.
1: We are back with another episode of From the Raptor. Sam and I are here recording on Sunday, October seventeenth, after the Celtics preseason is officially over, and we are just a couple of days away from opening night. This will probably be the last From the Raptors episode of what I have marked as season two, uh, just because you can. <laughs> on From the Raptor, it asks it asks for seasons, so I always start the next season at the beginning of the regular season. So the preseason marks the end of you know. Well, how exciting! The past one. So this will be, I suppose. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. But uh, yeah, Celtics preseason over. Uh, we can talk about that. But the breaking news, which we should probably talk about first, is the Celtics waived Jabari Parker. He's he's gone, and I'm I'm surprised. I, I know you tweeted out you were also surprised. But what do you think of the the whole situation?
0: Yeah, I really thought he played well in the in the pre, He looked better than he did last season. His shot looked much improved. Um, you know, he was making good plays, playing hard. He's been on the team. So it's a nice constant to have around. I didn't see it coming for sure. I wonder what they're going to do that. That's like the big question for me now is, oh, you know, what what are they going to do with this extra spot they opened up? So we'll have to wait and see. Maybe we'll be so fortunate to have news break during our recording session.
1: Yeah, hopefully. I mean, Keith Smith tweeted out a little while ago. I know you saw it as well that they could be looking for an extra big man because uh, yes. of the Rob injury, which makes sense. So, are, are there any you th- can think of off the top of your mind, or is it just like whoever's available is available? Well, I know we
0: all talked about it in the pregame chat, and people like Harry Giles for that—that's Tatum's buddy—makes sense. Um, I, I can't think of a lot of big guys that are free agents. I'm trying to think. Uh... I don't know. They got Fernando, he's solid
1: Yeah, I mean Like you mentioned, Bruno Fernando like That that sticks out to me as enough depth as it is Like they have, even if Rob's out They have Horford, Cantor, Fernando Which I guess isn't ideal Because you want to play some defense and Cantor doesn't really provide that But he looked okay <laughs> in preseason, right? I mean, Cantor yeah. didn't look bad oh, He looks alright He looks so, worse uh, than I remember It's funny, he
0: ever like took a double-double last year Maybe he's just rusty I don't
1: know
0: Isn't that kind of bizarre to you that, like, he had a solid statistical season last year. Not that that always translates. And, like, he's just going to be, like, a bench warmer on this team more likely than not. Like, he's out there playing garbage-time minutes in preseason.
1: Yeah, I think the big reason for that is that the Blazers were probably one of... They were definitely, like, a bottom-two defense in the league. Like, they were awful. So, like, he could afford to play in that system. Um, but right. that's just not the brand of basketball that the Celtics play. And so they don't really I don't know. There's not really too much of a chance for him to get minutes there. Meanwhile, in Portland, like they commit to offense, I guess, or whether that's by choice or not. They just don't tend to play a lot of defense. But, yeah, I guess that's the reasoning. But he, he's good when you put him in the right position uh, to be effective. But uh, it's good we'll to have around
0: out. At the very least.
1: Yeah, and since the last time we recorded, Robert Williams did get hurt again. I guess we glossed over that a little bit. He had a knee issue that's caused by jumping up and down, right? Like, I don't know the exact terminology for it. I forget. But are are you concerned with Rob? Like, is this worrisome going into the season?
0: Well, it's what you're used to. Uh, they said he's supposed to play Wednesday. That's true, isn't it? I, I believe I saw somebody say that, that he should be good to go. Yeah. I believe I'm they said sure, he yeah. may said that coach. So,
1: yeah, I think so as well. If
0: if he's expected to play, it probably isn't too bad. However, if he's been injured, it explains why he might not have looked very good in the preseason. Why we had a couple games where we were like, "What the hell's going on with Rob?" So, it could be concerning, but I'm not necessarily concerned about it at this time. I also I don't think it's fine too. To, uh, yeah, but be he can't a even play
1: opening night. Horford's not going to be there opening night, though, yeah, which excellent. is the issue. I guess you're running into. It. But like past Horford, Horford testing positive for COVID, I think you'll be fine in that spot because I like Horford as well. But if Rob's in and out with injury and Horford's out, then that leaves you with Cantor and Fernando to run the center. And then, I mean, you saw may running Grant at center the other night, which is fine. I mean, I don't hate it, but it's definitely not ideal, especially when you're going up against a team like, like the Knicks don't have an elite center, but they have two seven-footers down there. You put Grant Williams there. It's it, That doesn't sound like it'll work out well for the Celtics. But uh, I guess we'll see. Are, are you fine running with Cantor, Fernando, and Grant as your centers if the other two are out.
0: Well, no. <laughs> yeah. Rob isn't out as of now.
1: Yeah. Horford, but
0: it's dicey. Horford is not going to be out. Guaranteed out past I don't know, Friday, whenever he's going to come back.
1: I guess I, I hope so. I mean, that I that's just all I can say that was, I hope so, because past that you know
0: he's old he could uh, get hurt it's possible
1: he worries me i'll leave it at that he worries me i I can list you some uh some centers on the open market i finally did find a list uh our old friend aaron baines has not been signed to an nba roster baines
0: would be solid uh especially if you're looking for defense you know he's good at that he's better than canter in that sense Mm -hmm. he can stretch the floor he had a really good season with phoenix a couple years ago after leaving Yep, you got... Um, or being traded, rather.
1: Yep, you got Bismack Biombo. Uh, yeah. I'd I rather have Bismack Biombo him. is there as well. Our friend Luke Cornette. Luke Cornett is available, signed actually to a training camp deal with the Celtics, so you have him there. Um, DeMarcus Cousins. <laughs> uh, Norvell Pell cristiano felicio it it gets dicey it's not it's definitely not where was cousins playing
0: last season he played somewhere and was like oh the clippers yeah he played in la for he had one playoff game where he killed dallas i think it was dallas he like was running through some team and i like sent to you guys i was like imagine like demarcus cousins running through your
1: team in the playoffs how upset you'd be god he was so good a few years ago though it's crazy like how how quickly injuries derailed his career because he he was like he was he was the best center in the NBA for a good, what, five years, right? I don't know. He was in the
0: conversation at the very least. He was always a top Definitely. player, top target. He was always rumored with the Celtics and trades. <laughs> so glad that didn't happen.
1: Yeah. Um, remember when everyone was all mad that he signed with the Warriors, thinking it would be a big deal? <laughs> and it he was a big deal at the time. It was. It was. That quickly derailed as well.
0: The Celtics were reportedly the second team and they didn't yeah. offer him
1: something to prevent that. Same thing with uh, the Kevin Durant saga. The Warriors just stealing Boston's players over and over again. I know.
0: <laughs> well, that 2019 team did not need DeMarcus Cousins around. That is for
1: sure. That is now clear. That is definitely not clear, but um, open roster spot, excuse me now on the Celtics. So, You have to imagine they're going to fill it. I doubt they would have waived Jabari it for no reason. Yeah, Um, they must have a plan, right? I I would hope so. What positions are you looking at? Is it big man or are you looking at something else?
0: That's a good question because to follow up earlier, you asked if I like Fernando, Cantor, and Grant. Well, if you start Grant, you really trust him. I guess it's okay against the right player. Yeah. Uh, I think Grant's had a good preseason. He's hustled, made some good defensive plays, knocked down his threes. Cantor, again, I'm like on the fence with him because like he's just playing these garbage time minutes. It doesn't make a lot of sense. He's not dominating in those minutes. Um, Fernandos looked okay, but he's a bit small. I don't know. I just don't know who's out there for bigs. I mean, you listed those guys, none of them floor me as you know, most.
1: That's about it. That's all the centers. The, everything right. I named is all the centers. Available and I'm not so
0: sure. I feel like the problem, you don't. you're not going to really boost the team with that spot.
1: Yeah. Because
0: you have good depth everywhere. We've learned in the preseason that your wing depth is better than what you might have thought. You've got um, yeah. Romeo balling, Neesmith balling, and Richardson has looked okay as well. Um, point guards, yep. you've got. That, going in, you knew was solid, smart, Schroeder, Pritchard. All looked pretty good. I mean, there's just not a lot of room for anybody to come in and make too much of a difference, you know?
1: Yeah, very limited minutes for whoever does uh, get signed if the Celtics decide to sign anybody. Um, It's a weird situation because, like you were saying at the start of the show, I really think Jabari Parker played well. So it's, it's a little confusing to see them wave him like this. Um, Just because, I, I don't know. I, I don't know. Like, wing depth looks good. Guard depth, realistically, is probably fine, right? You have four solid guys there. I guess you could do with an extra, extra guard, right? Technically.
0: Well, with that final spot, I'm just not sure you're going to get much better than Jabari. I mean, he was playing so well.
1: He plays well, yeah, wing, but...
0: and he can play big.
1: I, he can maybe rebound and finish. Maybe the idea is... That, like you said, Ime sees Romeo's improvements. He sees Grant. He sees Neesmith. He's like, all right, we're probably all set at the wing. We got Wancho in here, too. Maybe we pivot, get an extra guard or extra center in here um, to fill a position of need. That's the only thing I can think of. I mean, there's some okay guards slash wings out there. Like, James Ennis is still a free agent. I'd love James Ennis on the team. Um, Not that he would get many minutes. You got guys like Mike James. Uh, Tyler Johnson no one like no one you signed to this roster spot like you said is going to make a big time impact they're just there as a just in case clause which is what you need that's what you need with like the 15th man on the roster and maybe they go with Garrison Matthews or Theo Pinson now because they just waived them and now they could restructure a deal I like Pinson uh, so something
0: else I have no problem keeping him I think he's a good energy guy he's looked okay in the preseason too he had some solid solid yeah. play um Hauser after me saying he, he looked ball absolutely ball lost, uh, started knocking down everything. So
1: he did when Hauser.
0: Yeah, so he... he looked pretty good against Miami. Well, to be fair, I stopped watching when the Red Sox came on because that game was over. But um, he looked good against Orlando in that third game for sure.
1: Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know, just in, inconsistent from Hauser. But um, he'll he'll figure it out. He's young. Perhaps uh, Garrison uh,
0: Matthews. Isaiah Thomas, perhaps, could be your oh, guard yeah. there. Fill some seats in the
1: arena, that's for All sure. All right, let's, let's talk about that seriously for a second, then. If anything, just to say we did, would you genuinely, like, realistically be interested in that move? Would you do it? I would. Why? Why not? Because I don't think it helps. Make well, it better. I don't think anybody at this position it
0: just is going to help. And I've said that already, yeah, you know, so I don't think I don't think it really matters. I think it's good to have him around. I think people would be happy about it. I think he would be helpful to guys on this team, like a Pritchard, to you know learn from him. I mean, I don't know i I don't feel like you're you don't have a lot to lose is what I'm saying there There's really nothing to lose with that.
1: I just think that you could probably do better if you're getting a just in case option, not because. Like Tyler Johnson, Langston Galloway, Mike James are the three guards I see on this list. And you could sit there and say, oh, Isaiah Thomas is better than them. He's better than them if you put him— He might not be a better fit. Yeah, exactly. Isaiah Thomas is only really good. And I love Isaiah Thomas. This is not me just, like, picking on him. He's only going to be effective if you put him in the correct position to succeed. Right? Right. I don't think he would be effective as the third option on the floor behind two score-heavy wings— because then you need, what, a facilitator slash defender at the one? He's not, yeah, no, like, I, he's I don't, okay I don't passer, think so
0: either. But... I think it would be, I don't know, I just think it would be a lot of fun.
1: It'd be and a I'm good morale fit. Fun. Yeah, it'd be a morale boost fit, which would be ideal, but I don't know. Maybe, also, maybe I think the Brett's Celtics the home one. Even though they really don't,
0: <laughs> it's not as bad as people make it out to be. The only real thing he's complained about openly is that, he didn't really know how serious the injury was because of the team. Yeah. Uh, so if you're going to talk about the Celtics, talk about Chicago dealing Derek Rose, too. Then <laughs>
1: that's all I ask. Um, yeah, no, I don't know. Uh, I, I don't think Isaiah Thomas is a real probability, but this is just something. That he I probably isn't. But yeah, yeah,
0: I speak for all of those that don't
1: care. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Um, let's talk preseason though. Preseason wrapped up. They went what, three? Two and two, two. I believe in it. two and two. They only played four games. Um, two and two. I thought they looked okay. I thought some players looked better than others. What's wrong with Jason Tatum, man? Something's wrong. He just he looks bad. Tech, We keep and, and that, talking like,
0: about this every year because he it looks keeps bad. happening. He looks bad every year, and this is the first time I'm not concerned because I'm starting to realize it happens every year. I've been, see, this, the roles have changed. Every year prior, I have been the one concerned, and you have said no to worry. And now I don't care anymore because I'm so, I'm so used to seeing it. He, every year he comes out and he's just not good. I guess. He has moments where he turns it up. And that Miami game, he had a nice stretch. Mm-hmm. In all, I think in every game he's played, he's had a nice stretch where he's kind of turned it on a little bit.
1: Hmm. I, you I mean, like you said, it definitely does happen a lot, but it's just you'd rather not see it, right? No, it, it, I agree. The thing for me is not that he's not looking good, like, in terms of stats. Like, he, like, visibly looks, like, frustrated with what's going on, and that's not Well, here's good. why. You know what I'm saying?
0: So, I'll start off by saying he did not really look good in the first game
1: when everybody was playing.
0: However, he... Really, since Brown has gone out, has had to have the entire focus of the defense. Not that he hasn't really been dealing with that all the time, but, like, really. Like, he really, really has now. He doesn't have Brown out there. Doesn't have Horford. Hasn't even had Smart. He played in that last Miami game with, like, literally... He was the only projected starter out but
1: there. But he's like missing start. open shots. Like he, like from three, he's a brick right now, and that's just the fact of the matter. He just can't make a three to save his life. What he goes through like, those
0: stretches, Jackie. We've seen him. We,
1: when the bubble came back, he shot like one of eighteen
0: against Milwaukee.
1: Yeah, what? Well, I guess that is a trend. Maybe you're right. Maybe it's a trend. That or he needs, a, needs a haircut. <laughs> maybe both. Just get the haircut just in case, Jason. Come on, man. Help us out a little. Yeah, no, you're right. He'll he's Jason Tatum. He'll turn it around. He's um, the trend, I guess, is that he just needs a few games to warm up, and hopefully, he used the preseason as a warm up, and then he'll will get into it. But uh,
0: it's that's one thing about the NBA is like in other sports, like baseball, you know, you'll see guys have a really great stretch, maybe a season or two, then like they fall off out of nowhere, and they're all of a sudden not good. That doesn't seem to happen in the NBA unless somebody gets hurt.
1: Yeah, I guess so. I don't know. I, yeah.
0: I, I, I can you, can you really say, think of any examples of that besides somebody getting hurt or being old? You really can't say
1: that again. What? What's the example? Sorry.
0: Just somebody like being good for an extended period of time. Season falling off too, and not being good anymore See, without injuries.
1: <laughs> That's mean. He's though. injured. That's though. mean though. Yeah, I know, but he wasn't great last year. Um, yeah, I guess. You know, like injuries to seem
0: to always play a part in that, and he doesn't, he's not hurt.
1: Believe not me, me, I'm not thrilled about it either. Fine. Yeah. <laughs> I would love to see uh, him play better. Yeah. 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 He'll turn it around, I guess. Uh, if this is happening five games in, though, I'm going to talk about it again. And I'll probably no, talk we, about we it. We can talk about around. it then. Um, Jalen Brown, is he projected to be back for opening night? I believe so, right? Or is think, he think, think coach.
0: Coach Ime said uh, he expects both of them back, even though Horford's not necessarily realistic. He did, I'm pretty sure he said they both might be able to be back.
1: That'd be ideal, right? You, you want a full squad uh, for the first game of the season. The timeline lines out, up for Brown, I
0: think, but not for Horford.
1: Well, that's good. <laughs> Ime Udoka said the team is waiting for the latest test results to come back in Jalen Brown, who is still in quarantine. Uh,
0: so they yeah. can probably test out then.
1: Hopefully, which is, good. I mean, hope, hopefully
0: <laughs> I'm not so sure how that works though, because I'm pretty sure once you're positive, you're going to be positive for a while.
1: Yeah. I don't, I don't know if that's changed, but I Brown's think has been around 14 days though. Right. At this point, like it's getting there 14 it's days, almost, already? almost right. Cause it was like, no right way. after was, the first, it was a Friday. It was right after the first preseason game. Let me look.
0: Yeah. The first game was, I want to say it was Tuesday. And then the next one was a Saturday. So it was the eighth. So we have around
1: four days left.
0: Yeah, we have around four days. Seventeenth.
1: Well, it's ten days. Yeah, so four or five days. Yeah, yeah, four or five days.
0: No, no, like ten days is the quarantine now. Oh, unless unless the league has a different rule.
1: No, I just knew. I just always have known fourteen days as.
0: It used to be fourteen. As someone that uh, tested positive today, I can tell you, it is ten days.
1: All right, well, aside from Jalen Brown's COVID issues and I guess the whole team's COVID issues at this point with Horford and even Eme earlier this season, uh, let's talk a little bit of Romeo Lankford, even though we have in the past. I mean, I started the preseason by completely just crapping on the guy and he comes out and plays like this. What do you see his rotational minutes role looking like now at this point?
0: Well... That is a very widespread answer, I think. I think, realistically, he could find himself in the starting lineup, um, depending what they want to do with their pigs. If, they, if they're if they looking to fill that role as the two guard, we talked about it a lot, saying it would be like Richardson or Neesmith, and now there's a good chance it's Romeo, which is fine. I think he's earned it. And if that's what it's going to take for him to continue to be confident, then I'm fine with it, too, because... Confidence is a big thing for a guy like Romeo who hasn't really got to have his feet under him, play a lot of games, have success, you know, consistently. So I, I'd like to see him get out there for sure. I think he looked really good. He was maybe the most consistent guy throughout throughout the preseason, if you really want to think about it. He had, I think, an off game against the Magic the second time around, but he he looked pretty good, making threes consistently. I I wish I could say I told you so. If he he didn't have such a horrible horrible like (laughs) summer league, or not even horrible, just unimpressive summer league, I'd be telling you I told you so. Because I did tell you so, but then I took it back. So I didn't
1: tell you so. You did. I'm glad you did, because now I don't look as much of a fool. Because he he looked really rough in summer league, man. It was not good. I wouldn't even say
0: rough. It's just like he didn't perform how he should have performed on this trajectory. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. He in the playoffs, and I I stand by this. He looked really good. He was on the up, and then summer league came, and he just kind of went back down. You know. Yeah. And now he's back yeah. up again. So you got the dip, and then he's way higher up than he was in the playoffs. So that middle part of the uh, incline just fell out. Don't know where
1: it went. Yeah. No idea. No idea. But my my thing. I've said this. Like, I'm just you know a broken record at this point. My thing with him has always been if he can hit the three, he'll be fine because he's got everything else. But he wasn't doing that. And now that he is, I have nothing else to say about it because he's he looks consistent. He's
0: not even hitting the damn rim, Jack.
1: Exactly. Exactly. Which is what you want to see. And he he looks confident, which I think is also important because he's he either kind of
0: swishing a... or airballing.
1: <laughs> yeah. The confidence he has. Um, the release is quicker, right? Like he's not sitting there taking a second and then. Having this little hitch, like he's just taking it, shooting it immediately once he catches it, uh, and it's it's obviously working. Like something is obviously working. So keep it up, I guess. And I don't know if I can see him being a starter. Uh, I mean he started all preseason, so EVA definitely likes him. But yeah, I just, but
0: you see like where he fits.
1: Uh, yeah, no, definitely. I'm not him, sure he's like, gonna
0: go with that lineup either. But I think he might be the number one candidate to fill that spot if it's open. I just think he's. Neesmith also balled out in uh the orlando away game but i think romeo might have been the most consistent because he got probably the most consistent minutes isn't it funny that he didn't even play re- like the real minutes in the first game
1: yeah. yeah he played like nine minutes he played well and then he got like 20 plus every other game i mean he earned it good for him but uh but yeah speaking of the starting lineup um Eme said he wanted to use the preseason as kind of like a, a gauge to who he wanted to start. And then everything fell apart because Brown and Horford got COVID. He had injuries. Yeah. Marcus Smart got suspended. So what do you project the starting lineup to be on opening night at this point? Well, I'd imagine and it will consider still be Smart. all the injuries and COVID too. Okay.
0: Well, Smart, I think Brown will be back. Tatum, I'll leave Horford out because I feel like he's up in the air. We'll say Rob Williams will be back because I'm pretty sure that was said. So those four, it's probably not going to be a power four. Maybe they'll start Wancho. Maybe they won't. I don't know. I, I like Romeo to be the last one.
1: Really? So I just think Romeo... he's played well
0: enough to earn it. If he's if is going to go off of like who's hot, which might be the move, definitely the guy.
1: So smart, Romeo, Jalen, Jason, Rob is your prediction.
0: Yeah, I think I think That's if they put Romeo in that starting lineup, I think it is a really good. Opportunity for him to get comfortable if he's not already. He's not going to have a lot of responsibility. He's not going to be asked to take over the game. He's going to be asked to fill his role, knock down threes, which he's been doing pretty well, and play defense, which he's also done well. He had a nice steal against Miami. took a coast to coast dunked.
1: Uh, mm-hmm.
0: He's looked really good. So I'm yeah. I'm pumped because that's a huge improvement. He looks like he. Yeah. He legitimately totally looks play. like a starter in the league out of someone that, you know, me, you, KJ, Tim, the whole gang talking about should he be cut? And it was a realistic conversation. What's he gonna give you? Oh god.
1: I, I always just thought he was be used as a trade chip. And maybe he still is. Like honestly, Romeo Linkford is probably a really, really good trade piece at this point, right? Oh, you're right. Like,
0: really you're absolutely right. It's a good point. Maybe maybe that's what they're doing with their last spot, Jack. Perhaps trading <laughs> for uh, a lump sum of players.
1: Perhaps. Right? I guess. They have, the, they have that TPE. Actually, that, you know what? That's definitely what it is. They definitely want to save a roster spot for someone to bring in with the TPE so They don't have to make any moves. That's actually really Maybe they
0: important. will sit on it. Who knows?
1: Can they just right? sit on the they...
0: roster spot? Do they have to fill it?
1: Yeah. No, they don't have to fill it. They They need at least 14, but can have as many as 15, so they can have an open one. So gotcha. they're they're free to do it. That's what the Heat do uh, are doing at the moment as well. And the Hornets did it last season. So, um, yeah, they can do whatever they want. They have a huge TPE, too, like 17 mil. So they could get someone decent, right?
0: Speaking of Miami, I thought they played really well. Uh, Celtics played well in that last game. They, they did lose, yeah. like, big at the end with the bench.
1: That and, wasn't a reflection. I, mean,
0: I don't think it was a reflection of the game, even though the game had slipped a bit. I think these last... Couple last three games, really, I think they've looked pretty good. First game, I was not happy about. You know that. Podcast listeners know that. I think I talked about it on here. Uh, Mm -hmm. Second game, they came out hot against Toronto, ran through them, gave the lead away, did it again against Miami. They did give it away. And uh, that second Magic game, nobody really played, but the bench rotation young guys looked really good in that game, too. I think there's a lot to be excited about here. I think you have more than you thought you had before the preseason, which is always a bonus. And that's with all these dudes getting sick and hurt.
1: Yeah, they they have a lot of depth. And we talked about that before the preseason started. We were like, they have a lot of guys on the same level now, but now level is higher. And I would argue they've impressed even more than I expected them to. Right. Pritchard hasn't popped off for any huge like points games or scoring games or whatever. But he's been efficient. He's done his job, and he does what you need him to do. Neesmith has played great. He's very efficient. His shooting is just everything you wanted from him. Langford's huge, too. yeah. In that Lankford's third game, a huge he was leading surprise. Mm-hmm. Langford's yep. a huge surprise. So you got that as well, which is a piece I wasn't even accounting for when I was talking about their their great depth. Richardson's looked shaky. I will say he, he he's made some shots here and there, but he's definitely looked shaky overall. I um, think so, go ahead
0: finish, but I I before I'm, you go on yeah, anymore,
1: yeah yeah go ahead keep talking. I think
0: about he's questions. he started really bad in that first game. I was not impressed with him. I think you agree. I think since he did he even play in that third game against Orlando. Yes, he did.
1: No, Rick, he played he in
0: this. Out. So he only played two games. Three games. So I was so the, he, he, he was did he played mind. he played the Orlando game then both of them. Okay, I guess so. Well, I thought he looked. He did not look bad enough. We'll we'll give him a low low floor on this one, right? We'll give him benefit of the doubt. He didn't look bad enough for me to notice, so I thought he was all right. He looked all right yeah. against Miami,
1: I thought. I guess he didn't shoot the ball very well, from what I remember. He he hasn't shot the ball very well all preseason. He's twenty percent from three. So Richards had a rough time, which is not... I, I mean I don't want to jinx it, but.
0: Not endearing himself to Celtics fans, defending Kyrie. No bad look, bad look putting
1: on the green. Not doing that just yet. No, yeah, but uh, not to jinx it, like I said, knock on wood. But this is the same issue we had last year in Dallas, uh, with shooting the ball consistently. He was just falling off a little bit. Same thing in Philly. So hopefully, he turns it around, becomes a more efficient three point shooter. But uh, I suppose they extended him, they did, they did, (laughs) they extended him. I would argue that's to trade him, if anything. Like to have no, him I think so, too. To trade him. Your boy Theo Pinson, by the way, shot 0 of 6 from 3 in preseason. So That doesn't scary. matter. He'll
0: shoot 100% on <laughs> all the bench bench mob dances. That's all that matters.
1: You Is that what you're wishing for? Are you wishing for some Celtics bench mob dances this season?
0: Yeah. You think I care if he, he's going to get in the game, Jack? I don't care. <laughs> I already said that. You, I said I don't think that last spot matters. He looks Unless you huge. put Isaiah Thomas and you let the fans pay for the seats, that's that's all I think is really worth it. If you're gonna make a big deal out of
1: it, is it just me or does Theo Pinson looks like huge when he's on the court? Like not big, like I'm not calling him fat, but he, he's he's only six five listed, but he looks like really tall in my opinion. This is just, a, just like a random tangent that doesn't matter. But I don't know. I, he always he I,
0: just looks huge. He looks bigger than I thought he was. So I guess. Yeah. But I didn't know he was 6'5". I, I, I thought he was like 6'1". I don't know what about uh, him I thought was short.
1: He's a guard. Makes sense. Speaking of huge, um, not Celtics, but Zion Williamson is a big boy. Have you seen him? Well, he's lost weight.
0: Or lost no,
1: fat. No. 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 The he opposite. Looks
0: huge. Are you sure? Dude. Are you sure? Like, dude. Jack, are you sure? Like the the picture that you think is the new picture isn't the old picture
1: yes 100 percent. let me look because I it's can you pull this years, up on Ion the screen
0: for
1: me oh gosh um i can try let me look real quick i'll, I'll try to share this can you, you screen it's share the the thing yeah yeah the thing i see um i, I have to search it on my twitter one sec is a picture of him at 2021 media day and then 2019 media day and The most recent media day is on the top, so keep that in mind. I'm going to share my screen with you right now. Are you – all right, let's see it. I'm – yes. Do you see what I'm seeing? It's – it's. The top is this year. Are you sure? Yes. 1,000%. I
0: I saw the same thing, but I thought it was the opposite. Mm
1: -hmm. No, and this comment right here I guess makes sense. This was before his meniscus surgery in 2019, so it's hard to keep yourself in shape when you can't walk. Etc. But this is, yeah, this is, this is, oh, that, his is, eye on on the that top. is
0: tough. If
1: the, he's see, I thought dude. it
0: was the opposite. I always thought he was chubby as a rookie. Now it looks really bad. This is not no, going to yeah, be good for a, with his, you know, the, his style of play is like, we're talking about Rob Williams injuries with him jumping up and down. I mean, look at all, look at all the weight he's yeah. going to have to push off the ground now.
1: Yeah, he's a, he's a big dude. Pelican. Oh wait, oh wow! Three days ago, Pelicans announced there's no return timetable for Zion, and he will miss the start of the regular season with a foot injury. Reevaluate oh, in two weeks. Oh boy, he's already a mess, man. Oh my god. Oh boy, <laughs> bro. The Pelicans are away such a
0: mess. from all the fried food in Louisiana, and New Orleans. Not, yeah, not a pick, great pick a worse city be, uh... to
1: be in. Dying, yeah, exactly. That, yeah, I do need to get myself something
0: nice to eat. Oh, I hope
1: he turns more. around. I like Zion. I, no, like I don't have like a Zion. Zion. So I, I think I it
0: was a little, uh, little pretentious of him to, uh, you know, hint at wanting to leave New Orleans already.
1: Though. That wasn't him,
0: that was his well, his family. It's the same thing.
1: I don't think they'd but, uh, make that
0: up and say it without him wanting them to,
1: uh. Yeah, it could be a situation. Your mom's never said something on your behalf you're like, no, it's fine. It's not a big deal. Like, stop. Like you know, well, yeah it's but just... I would have
0: I would have complained about it first, I think.
1: I guess. Yeah. Plus, I can... think my
0: mom's a bad example. My mom complains about a lot of things.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying you're allowed to complain privately to your family. No, you are. Still you are. go through it, but um we'll, we'll see what happens. I've shit talked yeah, New Orleans enough on this podcast. I don't have to do it again. Uh what else? Let's look at opening night, Sam. Opening three days away against your favorite team in the NBA, the New York Knicks. Uh, what are you expecting?
0: I mean, I don't know who's playing yet, but I, if healthy, they should Very win. True. I've said it. I yeah. said they should win their first eight. So I, I stand by it. I still think they should win. I, I don't much? think.
1: Are you expecting a dominating?
0: No, I think football? it'll be a close game. I'm not I'm not running off the Knicks. I just don't think. Well.
1: I don't think... You often write off the Knicks.
0: (laughs) I don't think they're right than the Celtics. That's for damn sure. I agree with you. I And I'll stand by this. They are a worse version of last year's Celtics. They have the same main backcourt with Kemba and Fournier with worse supporting pieces besides Rose.
1: Yeah. I also don't think... I think this Knicks team will probably be above 500 this season. So I think on paper they'll technically be better than the Celtics last year, but I don't think that has necessarily to do with their roster, but I think it has to do with they have a healthy Kemba. They'll have Fournier for the whole season. Um, and they have better depth. And they probably knock on wood, because I'm not going to wish harm on anybody. They probably won't deal with the same amount of COVID issues as the Celtics. Well, that, that, that would be
0: tough to do, let me tell yeah, you.
1: Exactly. That. Exactly. So I, I think they'll probably be better. Not saying their roster is better, but
0: well, I think yeah. the Celtics improved from last year. So
1: yeah. Regardless,
0: sense. I think I think they're
1: better. I agree with you. Um, I've said this many times. I think the Celtics are a forty-six to forty-eight win team. That's where I pegged their average. Um, the Knicks, I think I had around 43, 44, maybe. So uh that, I mean that many games is a big difference in the long run, but that, that's I think where I had each team finishing, uh, which is fair. And then I had the Heat at around 48 to 50. Uh, the Heat looked good. I, I mean, they finished season five and one, not to talk a lot about the Heat, but um, just in terms of Boston's competition this year, I thought the Heat looked really good. They're going to be a tough out is the thing. If I would not want to play them in the playoffs.
0: I agree with everything you're saying about Miami. I think they look – they they've played good. I mean, you've talked about them. You pay attention to them more than I would. Um, mm-hmm. That being said, I think the Celtics played them really well. I mean, yeah, I think the Celtics have shown us that they're going to compete. So – We'll we'll be on the lookout for that, mm-hmm. for sure. I I think Miami's for real. I think they have good depth. They've showed us that um, Robinson. They they look like they really want to play through him quite a bit. Watching the offense yeah. in that that game, he's going to be their scoring centerpiece. I, I think at least you know not creating his own
1: shots, but running around. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I agree. Tyler Hero looked really good too. You got to admit. I yeah, was of course, right about he did. Tyler Hero. I I I'm just saying I'm just saying um, I have no problem with Tyler here. Do you dislike Tyler here, or are you just not like him because he killed the Celtics? I think he's irritating.
0: I I think it's kind of uh, yeah. <laughs> I think he killed the irritating.
1: Celtics. No, in general, I think he's irritating. Fair enough. Um, I mean, something you will like: Lakers finished the preseason 0 and 5. They did not win a single preseason game. So, and that doesn't mean know. everything.
0: It doesn't but, mean uh... anything. <laughs>
1: but just fun.
0: I don't. I wouldn't say it doesn't mean anything. If you look at some stats about of some of the players, I would say well
1: differently. Fun fact: the Bucks and the Suns last year. I saw on Instagram. Yes, stream. yes, they did. Neither of them won a preseason game. So there yep. you go. Guess it does not matter. But, but
0: uh, Giannis, I I, I don't Jesus. have his preseason stats. And I can get it. Not not talking about this year, but to to continue uh, this Lakers anti Lakers argument, I don't think he looked like a scrub. Like. Uh, Certain Russell Westbrook
1: did this preseason. Let me take a look. Let me let me look at Giannis's preseason stats from last year you're talking about, right? Before yeah. his championship room. Let's see. Giannis was putting up 24 points, shooting 51%, 25% from three, 12 rebounds, two and a half assists. Yeah, he played well. He, now, he what are good.
0: now, Jack, what are Westbrook's numbers from this preseason?
1: Yeah, let me take a look. Let me take a second. Make sure you up. include the Lakers. turnovers. All righty. All righty. Uh Russell Westbrook averaging 9.5 points, 35% from the field, 36% from three, which I will say is probably a good That's sign. It's higher than years. expected. Um, five rebounds, five assists, 5.8 turnovers. So Look at that. Turnovers. More
0: turnovers than assists. Russ. <laughs> oh, my God. Russ is so good. Always so good.
1: <laughs> Come on now. Get out of here. Um, no, I'm going to stop I think... here
0: until they start really being bad in the regular season. Then, then I I I'll think... really have some fun.
1: I mean, Jason Tatum averaged 4.7 assists as well. I mean, turnovers as well. So it's not like he was too far behind Russ.
0: All right, um, but nobody's saying he's a playmaking wizard, triple-double machine All right. like Westbrook.
1: I think Westbrook, if I'm being completely honest, yes, the shooting splits or the field goal percentage and the uh, turnovers look rough, rough. But the most important thing to me um, in that sense is definitely the three-point percentage. If Russ shoots 36% from three this year, the Lakers, I, I don't see a team... They're the best team in basketball. Sorry, relax. Like, bro, if Russell Westbrook is shooting 36.8% from three-point rate, like, bro, that's ridiculous. Because the whole whole knock on the Lakers, and even you said this, like, I say, has said the biggest knock on Lakers is, oh, they're not going to be able to shoot. That's not going to gel. If he's shooting league average, it solves a lot of their problems on paper. Well, he's
0: an average shooter. He's not a
1: good shooter. No, he is not an average shooter.
0: Well, you just said 8%. league average
1: yeah if he he's never shot league average thirty six point eight percent would be the best he's ever shot in his entire career,
0: right, but you said it's league average,
1: yes, I'm saying. but if they can get Westbrook to shoot league average, then they're set, yeah,
0: but then I said, well, he's just average, and he said, no, he's good,
1: well, yes, because you tack that on to the, everything else he does <laughs> and he's oh well, yeah,
0: but he's not he's an average shooter, he's not a good shooter,
1: yes, but they don't need him to be a good shooter. they need him to be an average shooter.
0: Uh, I don't know about that. We'll see. All right. I'm also not sure how well his place does in a fit with LeBron. We see the. That's another thing. Numbers yes. down. I and mean, yeah. they're, they're the same player except Westbrook six, two or three, or however
1: tall. He is. Yeah. You can, you can stagger it though. You stagger those minutes and you're chill. I mean,
0: you want an example, just use Schroeder. I mean, dude balled out in this game against Miami where he was given the opportunity to do so. I mean, he was playing on the Lakers where he wasn't necessarily expected to be a primary ball handler and it didn't go
1: well for him. Yep. Hear me out. I know you love Marcus Smart, 92. Should Schroeder start?
0: I think it's a fair argument. I, I, I'd like to see Marcus have a go at it. And I've thought about it myself because he's really, really think Schroeder has looked, I mean, has, he looked really good in the Miami game. Yeah. Like, Doing everything, he was scoring, setting guys up, playing defense, hostile defense, multiple times, making like incredible plays. I have no problem with. I think Smart should remain. Jeez, remain in the starting lineup, though. Like just of course, I
1: agree. But I'm saying, should you start him at shooting guard versus point guard?
0: I I say you try it out if the original plan doesn't work.
1: Sure. All right. All right. Um, the last thing I did want to talk about very briefly, since we are on the topic of Schroeder, um, and we don't have to spend too much time on this, we can wrap up fairly soon, but do you think they trade Schroeder by the end of the season? Or do you think he's with the Celtics?
0: I think there's a lot of variables in that. I think the first is, what can they get for him? Okay, so if he's not playing well, there's no sense in tr- trading him. OK, because you're probably not going to get anything unless you're just looking for like picks, like mediocre picks. Maybe.
1: I mean, I, there was a Bleacher Report putting out put out, excuse me, wow, put out an article uh, with one trade every team could do to improve the starting lineup or something along those lines. Right. Um, and I believe the one they pre- offered for the Celtics was they trade Schroeder. Let, let me find it so I don't misspeak they trade Schroeder to the Clippers for Nick Batum in a 2022 second-round pick. That's their offered pick.
0: Their offered trade. Batum had a good bounce-back season after not really playing for Charlotte for a couple years. They went to the Clippers and was okay. But, I don't know. I just feel like Schroeder has made an impact to me quite a bit. Even in that first game where he was kind of wild. But... He's still he was still running around, whipping the ball around, playing decent defense. Like he looked fine, you know? I have no problem with that. I think the you know, there's more variables than just his play, too. I mean, how well is Marcus Smart playing? Does it allow you to be able to trade him? Because besides Schroeder, you've got Pritchard and Smart in your point guard rotation. So if those two guys are playing well enough to, you know, make him obsolete, then he's tradable. Uh, if the team's not playing well, then he's more tradable than if they are playing well with the current constructor roster. There's you no know reason what else to makes shake him
1: tradable. Honestly, if Romeo just, keeps playing like this, he's could run guard. Right? That's fair. Because he has the playmaking. I'm I'm not saying like Romeo always going to be the point guard of the future, but if he plays this well, then Schroeder's definitely. You like, can plug him in. Yes, yeah. necessary. But yeah, that's just one example. I'm not you know advocating for that. I did find another article that we can wrap up with right here very briefly. Get your thoughts. None of them are Celtics trades, so you'll like that. They're just general trades. um, Nothing to do with the Celtics. So the title of the article, uh, it's by Grant Hughes on Bleacher Report. Three team NBA trades where everybody wins. Right? So the classic title. I can't Uh, wait to read this one. Oh, yeah. Telling you how the
0: Celtics got screwed.
1: (laughs) None of them are Celtics trades, though. So like I said, you'll like that. Why are you reading this to me, Jack? Because they're funny. And we're wrapping up the show. It's not like this is not a big talking point. Uh, First one is Sixers, Nets, and Heat. Sixers, Nets, Heat. Uh, You don't like Celtics trades, anyways. By the way, you always complain when we talk trades.
0: I thought. See, I thought this was perfect. I thought they were going to say it was a win for the Celtics, and I was going to say, "What planet are you on?"
1: There are some former Celtics players involved, though. So there's there's that. Uh, Sixers, Nets, Heat connect on a blockbuster. Uh, The Nets would get Ben Simmons and Victor Oladipo. The 76ers would get Kyle Lowry, Cam Thomas, a 2025 first, and a 2027 first. And the Heat would get Kyrie Irving in a 2023 second. Uh, if I'm Miami, I avoid this like the plague. But. Yeah, no,
0: like this is a two K trade, or you know. Yeah, like, yeah, They just signed Kyle Lowry and they like him. They're not trading him. He's not in rumors. I agree. See, Simmons for Kyrie makes sense.
1: Yes. I don't but, know why he uh, could get involved.
0: Jack, you really missed a the layup there, avoiding it like the play. You should have said you're avoiding it like Kyrie's avoiding the vaccine.
1: Oh, God.
0: Oh, Damn it, man. Jack.
1: We're going to the next trade. Uh, next one is Warriors, Raptors, Wizards. Warriors get Bradley Beal, Chris Boucher. Raptors get Andrew Wiggins, Jonathan Kuminga, Corey Kispert, 2022 first. Uh, and swap rights on the 2023 first. The Wizards get Siakam, James Wiseman, Moses Moody in a 2025 first. I don't hate this Trade for anybody, honestly. I really like Who, this trade. Who whose all-stars.
0: first does Toronto get?
1: First, they get Golden State's 2022 first and a swap oh, okay. on the 2023. I was first. gonna
0: say if it's the Wizards first, that thing is really valuable.
1: Yeah, no, I I love this trade though. Right, the the Wizards yeah, that's get a fine trade. Siakam, Wiseman, Moody. That sets them up for the future and a first. Raptors get Wiggins, Kuminga, Kispert, and a first and like a swap which is good for siakam who i I don't love anyways it sets him up for the future and the warriors obviously get beal and boucher so that's huge for them i don't hate that uh we can move on this one i don't get at all uh wait no this one i disagree with but i understand sixers get halliburton healed Derek white thad young Kings get Ben Simmons, Danny Green, Lonnie Walker, Josh Primo in a 2023 first. And then the Spurs get De'Aaron Fox, Seth Curry, and Shake Milton. I hate this trade. I hate it. I hate it.
0: I feel like none of those teams are necessarily in a rush to move those guys, except for Philly.
1: Yeah, and if I'm Philly, why would I trade Simmons away in a deal involving Fox and then not Not get get Fox? Fox? Yeah. Right. And if I'm Sacramento, I don't trade Fox. I think Fox is. I'm not I'm probably not better than Simmons, but he's pretty damn close right now. I would. Yeah. Argue. Like,
0: I love these trades because they're always like um, 2K trades. Like, there's yeah. no there's no story behind the trade. Usually when there's a trade, there's some kind of, you know, substance narrative to where something's going on for a trade to need to happen. Mm-hmm. Teams don't just trade to trade. It doesn't happen.
1: All right, I got another one. Hornets get DeAndre Ayton and Malcolm Brogdon. Just going to let that simmer for a sec. The Pacers get Terry Rozier, P.J. Washington, Jalen Smith, and a 2023 first. And the Suns get Miles Turner, James Booknight, and Wes Uwundu. I don't know why the, the Suns do this Jeez, trade. the Suns get host. I thought they were, the like, reasoning, sending Lamello back or something. Yeah, no, the reasoning and they gave is because... Jordan needs or sorry, Aiden needs a contract extension. They haven't given him yet. Which, which is, is true. Which there is a narrative still, there. Yeah. They get they got something, but um, anyways, last one, wrap up the show. Bulls get Brandon Ingram, Mavericks get Zach Levine, Garrett Temple, Pelicans get Porzingis, Jalen Brunson, Kobe White, 2024
0: first, 2027 first. Uh, so
1: I don't hate...
0: If I'm Chicago, I'm not doing that because uh, Levine is your guy.
1: Yeah, but they haven't paid him yet.
0: They haven't paid him, but he is your guy for this season. So if you're bringing in Ingram, you're bringing him in to play with Levine. I think if, if Dallas in New Orleans wants to work something out without Chicago involved for maybe that kind of swap for the future if they want uh Porzingis to play with Zion so somebody's stretching the floor like we've talked about so many times maybe that works for them yeah but i don't know i think Ingram's probably the best player in that deal so it depends what they want out of that
1: yeah fair enough all right though uh that's all i got for you today is there anything else you want to bring up before we get out of here
0: uh no i apologize if uh unpleasant to listen to today my voice might be a little off uh, i got the the sickness so uh sorry if i was not enjoyable today for the listeners
1: <laughs> the sickness but yeah thank you guys for listening i uh, appreciate all the support you guys can follow me at jackson mode mba you can follow us at bannertown usa and sickness sam go ahead
0: <laughs> yeah thank you very much for listening or watching if you're watching like share subscribe the, to the channel um Make sure you follow Jack and Bannertown on Twitter. You can follow me at Sam LaFrance NBA. That's our show for today. Bye.